You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you are off to a good start this week, so happy Monday. Today we are continuing to encourage um, our focus on praying for local law enforcement. Yesterday in church, we asked everybody to be willing to consider adopting a prayer partner from our law enforcement community that you would lift somebody up by name before the Lord three times a week for a solid year. And I just want to kind of emphasize how much our law enforcement community uh, needs that, how that ministry would be would be valuable to them, to their families. And I also want to know how we can pray better. So we're trying to serve the church today with some more interviews from uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving in law enforcement. My guest on today's podcast episode is my good friend, Matt Shepard. So, hey, Matt, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast, man. Hey, Ben, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, first time on the podcast? It is, yes, sir. Awesome. Well, hey, here you are. You've arrived. I feel good. All right, so, Matt, uh, you, you've been at Carterville for a long time, and you've raised a beautiful family here. Man, you've been faithful to Jesus. You've served in lots and lots of ways over the years. Uh, when we first started putting together some security at Carterville, you, know, you were instrumental in that first, you know, those those first efforts to try to just when churches felt like, hey, we gotta we gotta kind of be safe here. You know, you did a good job helping us with that. All that to say, you you served our church really well. We appreciate that. But today, I want to talk about how you serve the community in law enforcement. So you've been um, in wearing various hats over the years. But how long how long have you been in law enforcement, Matt? So this past January would have been 14 years. Okay. So January, the, the beginning of January would be 14 years. I started uh, my law enforcement career shortly after um, my baseball career. Uh, I immediately went from baseball into law enforcement in January 2007. That's fantastic. Yep. Hey, you're like, I just realized you're like living, you're living the dream for all the little kids in our church. Like, I want to be a policeman and a professional baseball player. And uh, you did it, right? Well, I, tr- I attempted it. How about that? <laughs> That'll, work. That'll work. All right. So, so 14 years in law enforcement. Um, I think you still serve some for our pedal police department. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And um, in 2015, I actually got out of um, full-time law right. enforcement, went to the private sector as an investigator, which, were, I, which I do now. Weren't you canine? Did, weren't, I was, yeah. I thought I remembered you had a dog. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I started in January 2007 with Hattiesburg Police Department. And um, spent a few few years there. Um, left and went and was served as a uh, as a special agent with the railroad police um, with a railroad company, and uh, did that. And then, like I said, I left that in 2015, and uh, and now I'm an investigator in the private sector. Okay. So, and you're still serving some with with pedal, I think, on the side. I do. Yeah. Right. Still. So still employed. Matt, like you know, I I I love you. I love your family. And so whoever is praying for you, I want them to do a good job. And I, and I would love to ask you right now, like, how would, how would you want somebody praying for you? You know, if, if a Carterville church member has just adopted you and your family, you know, covenanting to pray for you, what kind of stuff should we be praying about for a law enforcement officer in your shoes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I still work part-time with um, the city of Petal, Petal Police Department and with Forest County Sheriff's Department. And... It's interesting to see, uh, and I'll and I'll say the I'll say the younger guys because I feel like 
even though I still feel pretty pretty young, uh, the reality is I'm getting a little bit older. You're in the middle age, my friend. And uh, so it's interesting to see some of the younger guys who are just now getting into the career of law enforcement and having some personal conversations and being reminded of some of the struggles that I went to went through uh, when I first started law enforcement because it's a big transition. Um, these guys and gals are are seeing things that people don't want to see. Um, they're dealing with things that people don't want to deal with. Um, vast majority of the time, um, the interaction they have with the public is typically one of one of the public's worst days that they're having, uh, or the law enforcement sure. typically wouldn't be there. And so, <clears throat> it's just trying to maneuver through that and 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 ensure that over time you don't start getting cynical, you don't yep. start getting a hard heart. Um, it's trying to combat the thinking the worst of, of everybody you come in contact with. I, I cannot imagine emotionally what it takes to be a police officer and serve well, love your family well, stay emotionally healthy, and still be able to do your job every day in a, in a, in a functional, highly functional way. Right, and it's extremely difficult. Um, you know, I just know with myself, it was very hard for me to kind of flip that switch. So when you get off from work and you come and, and like you said, trying to raise a family, trying to interact with your wife, with your kids, um, you have to, in some form, separate the two, obviously. Uh, because obviously it's not going to be very healthy or productive at home if you still have the same mentality that you were right. policing on the street with, That's obviously. Right. You know? right. And so, you know, I would think just from a prayer standpoint, uh, a lot of these individuals um, just need to be lifted up for their home life uh, for the communication aspect uh, between them and their significant other, um, between them and their kids. Um, obviously their protection, you know, I think um, they're, it doesn't take, you don't have to turn on very many news outlets to see that there's what I'll call a war on police officers. Um, uh, just about every day there's a police officer getting killed in the line of duty. And, um, and so obviously that mentality of just constantly kind of looking over your shoulder, making sure you're safe, that's taxing, um, when you do that day in and day out. And so from a, from just a mental side, uh, mental health side, you know, of, of just dealing with those things, seeing things, um, and then having to obviously deal with things at home too, it's just tough to try to separate those out. And so I think from, from a prayer standpoint, um, it would be good just to lift them up, uh, that God would, would help them be the spiritual leader of their home. Um, because I think first and foremost, you obviously make sure that your relationship's right, uh, with God from a personal standpoint, but also I've seen it time and time again. And I know there was a stretch in my life when, when I was policing that I think some of that gets put on the back burner in terms of. It's a stressful position. It's a stressful job that you deal with every day. And when you get home, it's almost like you want to push the, the reset button or the off switch for a little bit. And so I know from my standpoint early on, it was a lot easier for my wife to allow her to kind of be that spiritual leader role. And that's not her position. And that's not where she needs to be um, 
from my looking back, um, she, I put that pressure on her. Me. She yeah, did, she, she needed, needed more, more from, from me, and uh, yeah. and I put that pressure on her, um, not really realizing at the time, and then that caused additional yeah. strain within the relationship. You know, I, you, so. That's a good point too. Is like I think you got a phenomenal wife. I love your wife. I mean, she's great, great partner in ministry for you. But uh, as we're praying for our law enforcement officers, man, that significant other, that wife, that husband, you know, gosh, we need to pray there too. It is. It's big. Um, so you're a Christian man, and you've been policing communities for 14 years. You and I were talking before we started recording about how your mentality is changing. You know, as you mature uh, and as you keep following Jesus, you know, you're still doing your job, but you, you've got a little bit of different perspective about the individuals you're serving. You want to share some of that? Just I, I just I thought that was really meaningful to me. Um, so why don't you share that with the church? Yeah, sure. Um, I know you and I discussed earlier, and I, and I mentioned that early on in my law enforcement career, um, you know, I was very, I was focused on the object, objective, if you will. Right, um, whatever the emergency I kinda had, is. And... kind of had this black and white mentality of, hey, this is the law, and this is what I've got to uphold, and this is what i got to do. Obviously, there's some discretion there. Um, but I didn't, I didn't look at the individual early on, and I didn't see the want to look at, or I, I failed to look at the deeper need of maybe that individual, of maybe I could help out from a personal standpoint or, or a spiritual standpoint. And so uh, later on in my career, I started understanding that sometimes these, these individuals find themselves in a position, and it may be something that I can maybe help them with, talk with them, pray with them, um, and not necessarily have to take somebody to jail you know it could be something where they just need help um and they don't really know where to get that help from and so i know one particular uh instance you were, you brought up the uh, one of the positions i held was a canine officer and i was actually working on the interstate um working inter interstate interdiction and so my my job on the interstate was to find illegal narcotics um illegal money that was typically served um and garnered from uh, from narcotics operations or gun smuggling, uh, illegal guns and illegal individuals, you know, traveling up and down interstates who were wanted. Uh, so that was my main objective on the on the interstate. So this particular uh, afternoon, I pulled over an individual, and he was an older gentleman, and we got to talking, and uh, he kind of told me some of his you know story. And um, early the, the initial stop, I literally was just trying to check his story to make sure it seemed legitimate to seem you know he wasn't lying to me he was telling me the truth and then we just kind of got into casual conversation um long story short i gave him his license back i didn't write him a ticket i let him go with a warning for the traffic violation and then as he as i seen him on his way he left and i sat on the shoulder and i just had i just had i felt like the lord impressed upon my heart that i, I needed to to talk to him a little bit more and, and pray for him and so, um, long story short, I Was went you like, back. Did you have to blue light him to so pull I him over? So I went back and blue lighted him again and pulled him over. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I pulled him over the second time. You can you can imagine oh, he was probably like, what in the world? Yeah, have I if done only now? I was that guy, right? Yeah. So, and anyway, I, I, I frankly, I, I walked up to his uh, door and I said, "Sir," I said, "I'll be honest with you." I said, "I, I said after I left, I just felt like the Lord impressed upon my heart. I needed to, you know, to talk to you some more and." and uh, so anyway, long story short, he had been dealing with some personal issues. Um, he had lost uh, his wife and was dealing with some things with his kids. And 
And uh, so he and I talked for a while uh, on the side of the road. We prayed together. Wow. And uh, so anyway, it was it was one of those, you know, we all, we, we all have those God moments. And uh, it was just kind of one of those deals uh, in that particular occasion or that particular incident as well. And so from I think that really solidified for me just being in law enforcement too that don't be so quick to just um, handle the stop and and write the ticket or write the report and send them on their way. Yeah. But actually, you know, kind of look underneath the the surface yeah. layer and see if there's some a deeper need there that yeah. you may can serve. And and it may be that the guy who you write the ticket to, or even the guy that you're taking to jail today, you know, that there's a deeper ministry that you're bringing to them, even even as they pay the consequences for whatever their offense was that you're still one of those interfaces between between them and God where they they get the first glimmer of hope or the first glimmer of somebody that gives a rip. I, I yeah. that's a weird thing to say, right? No, absolutely. And and we in it and I say joke and I use that for lack for a better term. Um but that used to be one of the main things, one of our goals uh later on in my career is you would have to take somebody to jail um for something they've done, but once you left, they were thanking you. Yeah. You know, and it's that it's that even though I have a job to do, I can still be respectful. Um, we can be respectful of each other. We can still have a conversation. Um, I can still value uh, you as a person. You still value me as a law enforcement officer. And it's so it's just it's maintaining that respect. And again, not necessarily looking at the the offense that occurred and that just be the uh, end all be all. But looking a little deeper and see if there's so, something else that you can help with. I'm going to wrap this podcast up acting just like a pastor should act, right? Sure. Being super predictable here. But man, I'm listening to you and you're saying in law enforcement, you know, you've learned don't let that offense, you know, be the end all and the be all. And I'm just hearing, wow, I'm so thankful that God hasn't allowed my offenses against him to summarize who I am. You know, that he chooses to see that absolutely Ben Skipper is the chief of sinners, right? Yeah. But he's also a dude that I love. And I'm redeeming them, adopted them into my family. And it's amazing to imagine how God is 100% just, right? My, I mean, my sins had to be atoned for in Jesus uh, because they had to be their consequences to my actions, right? And I still have consequences for my sins, right? I still have to pay them. So God is 100% just. But at the exact same time, he totally loves me. My identity is secure in him. And uh, he's adopted me into his family. And just to imagine in a really, really weird way what you're saying, uh, you know, that you're going to pull somebody over tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but even as you pull them over, you know, you still in your heart can show them the respect of Jesus and the love of Christ. And that one offense on their worst day doesn't define who they are. Um, that's pretty cool to me. Hey, man, I appreciate you making me think about that. Way to go, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I really do. I think there's a bigger parallel um, to that than what we probably originally um, give credit to. But uh, but no, look, I, I really appreciate you. I, I appreciate... Um, the objective of this ministry, uh, I think it's something that's needed. I think um, just in our in our culture, in our environment, our atmosphere today, um, you know, there needs to be a there needs to be a God work that goes through not um, not only our country but through the law enforcement community. And uh, and I think you know I really appreciate the church. Um, I, I, it will it will serve dividends for sure in terms of just in our community and, and because these are the people that serve our community and, and uh, we want them obviously we want to serve them but we also want them to serve us well as well. 
That's fantastic. Hey, man, thanks a lot for sharing. I really appreciate you taking time. Um, you've been a, you've been a good friend of me, prayer partner. You know, several years ago, personally, just you know, you and I and some other guys. And thanks, Matt. Thanks for everything, and thanks for being a part of this podcast. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah.